We are so glad that you are joining us today as we worship the Lord together and have fellowship. We pray that you feel right at home and encourage you to think about the incredible majesty of God as the creator of the everything. He is the giver of life and the reason we have breath in our lungs to live another day. Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you for your word this morning and thank you that you are the life giver and the reason we have breath in our lungs to live another day. Thank you for your incredible majesty and involvement in our lives. We pray that you will bless your word today. Won't you speak to us and deeply reveal yourself to each one of us. And may we surrender to you as we, Lord, allow you to fulfill your purposes with us. Bless your word and bless us today. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good morning. The reading is taken this morning from Psalm 25. I'll give you a few seconds to find it in your Bible. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who puts hope in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. The title of our message this morning is Let Your Hopes, Not Your Hurts, Shape Your Future. Psalm 25, verses 1 to 7. Where are we as Christians supposed to find our foundation in an ever-changing world? People in all nations are now paralyzed by world events. Yet regardless of what happens in the world, no matter how fearful the news becomes, how severely the world shakes, how economies may stagger towards collapse, God's people will not be left ashamed. Indeed, the Lord will act on our behalf to fulfill His word and promises to us. Sometimes we feel strong enough to face our troubles. Other times we run in fear, our troubles threatening to overwhelm us. David fled from the palace, his once great faith shattered by life's challenges. In the past, he did not run, but he ran to face the problems. But in this case, he ran from the palace. He ran towards Goliath, can you remember, with enough faith to face any giant. He wrestled bears and lions to defend his father's sheep. He did not fear anybody nor difficulty because his hope was in the Lord God Almighty whom he trusted implicitly, unwaveringly. 
since his youth. He faced challenges fearlessly. His God was bigger than whoever and whatever stood in his way. David ran away this time, but not from a giant or marching enemy. He ran from someone he loved deeply, namely his son who planned a military takeover of his kingdom. He chose to run instead of calling on God Almighty to defeat his adversaries again. Some of his toughest enemies came from those closest to him. It hurts deeply when a child does not return the love we show them from birth. It hurts deeply when those we love turn against us. However, in this case, the problem was that David did not want this enemy, his own beloved child, Absalom, defeated. How do we deal with these feelings and with the enemies that cause them? How can we make it through this? Firstly, by confidently running to the Lord, not from Him. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In this context, the phrase lift up indicates reverence, respect, honor. The psalmist is saying that he looks up to God, respects the Lord, honors the Lord with his soul, his very life. In verses 1 and 2, David had the confidence to go to the Lord. He spoke with the Lord and said, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Like David, we should take our troubles to the Lord and not run from it. David said his enemies would triumph over him and cause shame. The question here is, what is shame? Shame is the voice that tells us you don't measure up. You need to pr prove yourself. You are not good enough. You do not belong here. You are an outsider. You should be more. We think of things that exist in our memories, the unmentionable memories, things that we did that we should never have done, things that were done to us that still fill us with the shame to this day. It is all in shame of us. Not so. The performing, the pleasing, the perfectionism, the proving. Guilt says, I feel bad about what I have done. Shame says, I feel bad about who I am. Shame will always make us hide, just like our first parents who hid from God to cover up their shame. Some of us are good at both, hiding and blaming others like our first parents, Adam and Eve. Without shame, there is no real repentance. We either hide from the Lord or we learn by His grace to hide in Him. Are you hiding in Him or are you hiding from the Lord this morning? Where will you hide? From the Lord?
or in him. The Lord has so much good stored up for you. And your shame will never be an obstacle to his love, which is unending, relentless, and eternal. Although David felt as if he was caught in a trap, he kept his eyes fixed on the Lord, not the problem. Why? Because he knew that it was only the Lord who could rescue him from his enemies. Question to you is, are you maximizing the Lord in your life today? And minimizing the problem? Or are you minimizing the Lord in your life? And maximizing the problem? I say to you, maximize the Lord and minimize the problems. So often we do the opposite. We minimize the Lord and end up maximizing the problem. God's way is not only best, it always works. When we maximize the Lord, God's leading is always on target. If we ask the Lord to lead us, He will. His leading is always on target precisely where needed. When we maximize the Lord, His timing is always perfect. David yielded to the Lord's leading at the right time. The Lord's timing and direction is always perfect. The arrival of Jesus came at the perfect time in history. Galatians 4 verse 4. But when the fullness of time came, God sent for His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. He died at the perfect time as well. Romans 5 6. While we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. When we maximize the Lord, God's presence is always sufficient. When we look to ourselves, it's not enough. Our employers, it's not enough. Our retirement fund, it's not enough. Our inheritance, it's not enough. We cannot fully hope with 100% certainty. David was sure that no one whose hope is in the Lord would ever be ashamed. What would be sufficient cause to justify treacherous behavior? I don't think it will work. But I can say this. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled, according to Second Thessalonians 1, 6-7. The point is God will deal with our enemies so that we do not have to. God sees what they are doing to us and He will mete out justice in His own time and in His own way. To hope in the Lord is to see beyond one's present circumstances to a future blessed by the Lord's hands. David's life has hit rock bottom here. Can you imagine the failure he must feel? Or the betrayal of his own flesh and blood seeking his life? David prays during possibly the lowest moment of his life. Would you join me in running to Jesus and stop hiding from him today? How do we get through this? Secondly, by being teachable while waiting on Him. 
How teachable are you? Verses 4. Let's read it together. It says, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. And teach me. How teachable are you? I ask again. These verses reveal to us the kind of hearts we need to have in our lives. We need to be open to God showing us His way. The Lord is described as the trail master here. He is the one who knows the way, all the dangers and the places where we need to stop and rest and rely on Him. He knows where we can go to find treasures awaiting us. Treasures of love, treasures of grace, treasures of hope awaiting us. Like David, there are times that we need to slow down, stop and wait. We need time to wait for his direction. We need time to wait and understand that someone greater than us is in control. Are you willing to let the Lord teach you something new today? Being teachable can lead us to some great revelations. Verse 4, David fully understands that the Lord does not want us to simply zone out while we wait. No, in verse 4, David says, show me, help me to know your road, your path, your cause of life. Reveal your plan to me, O God. Things all around him are in total chaos. One of his very own sons has not only rebelled against him, but is hunting him down to kill him and take his crown. David knows that he either missed or ignored all the signals. He knows that somewhere he went off track. He ignored the signals when things were not right in his family, li family life. He knows that as a father, as a husband, and as a man of God, he has drifted off the path so much that his own house was rebelling against him. His own son was rebelling against him. Have you missed the signals? Have you ignored the signals? Whenever you've seen the wrong in your loved ones, let's not miss out on it. Let's not ignore it. Let's deal with it. If we don't, often there are serious consequences, not only awaiting us, but even our loved ones. We need to learn how to wait so that we can hear even the whispers of the Lord. We need to wait in the Word so that we can hear the leading of the Holy Spirit. You will not make wise decisions and choices without paying attention to and following the promptings of the Holy Spirit in your life. Have you followed the promptings of the Holy Spirit lately? The Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit teaches us, counsels us. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes to things that we've never seen before. The Holy Spirit warns us. Do not ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
The Spirit of God brings revelation to those who are diligently seeking it. The Spirit of God shares the plans of God with those who not only want to know what God has in store, but with those who ask with a mindset and commitment to follow those plans when they are revealed. You see, God's voice is not on the only one we hear daily. There is the voice of the world, the voice of the enemy, and the voice of our own fleshly desires. We must develop a spiritual sensitivity and discernment to know which voice is God's. Jesus has gone before us and has cleared the way for us by dying for us on the cross and taking our sin upon himself. He cleared the way for us. By rising again, he cleared the way for us. We no longer must be held back by doubts and thoughts of how we have wandered from the past in the past. We no longer must try to walk this road alone, for Jesus is there with us, providing the strength and all the resources we need so that we can persevere. Being teachable can lead to great growth in the Lord. The Hebrew word King David uses here is lamat for teach, which means to teach but also to learn. In the Hebrew culture, a teacher has not taught unless the student has learned. Teaching and learning in the Hebrew culture is not exclusively the accumulation, memorization, or manipulation of data. It is also the transformation that is to occur in a person's life from the inside out. Great growth in the Lord can lead us to a lifelong adventure of learning and being transformed by Him. As we become the person God wants us to become, we will be the reflection or signpost that the Lord needs here on earth for others to see His glory and honor. David, great king, and leader of God's people did not neglect being an authentic revelation or reflection rather of God's image and glory. He certainly had lapses, but in each case we read how David confessed, repented, refreshed his life, and then continued on towards being a person after God's own heart. It is time for us to refresh and renew our commitment to our Lord and Savior, expanding, enlarging our relationship with Him. But then finally, how do we get through this? By wholeheartedly following the King of the universe. Verse 5 says, Guide me in your truth. And teach me. Here was King David telling the king of the universe, You lead, I will follow. You know the right way to go. Wherever you tell me to go, that is where I will plant my feet. 
in complete humility, David gives up control and becomes a follower of the Lord. He wants the Lord to direct his path. He wants the Lord to be the leader, and he pledges to follow in his footsteps. Here King David bows the knee to the Lord. David knows who he is, and he knows who the Lord is. David knows and acknowledges that the Lord is the leader and king of the universe. In their book, Sitting at the Feet of Jesus, the authors refer to the idea of being covered by the dust of your rabbi's feet. The idea is that while you sit at the rabbi's feet, you find your robes and your tunic covered with their dust. Good disciples were always to be covered in their rabbi's dust, following him closely. When David prayed that the Lord would direct and lead him in the truth, the idea was that David wanted to be so close to the Lord that the Lord's dust, the Lord's fragrance, the Lord's aroma would cover David's feet. David's footwear and clothing would cover him entirely. It's the Lord's fragrance, the Lord's aroma covering you entirely today. But let me put it this way in conclusion. You will get through this as David got through this. You will get through this. You fear, fear that you will not. We all do. We fear that the depression will never lift. The negativity will never stop. The pain will never leave. The Lord will use your mess as a message for His glory and your ultimate good. We see a total mess. The Lord sees a perfect chance to train, test, and teach individuals, kings, and future leaders. We see the enemy's tricks and ploys. The Lord sees the enemy tripped and foiled. Let me say this to you. You are a version of David in your generation. You represent a challenge to Satan's plan. You carry something of the Lord within you, something noble and eternal, something the world needs, wisdom, kindness, mercy, skill. If Satan can neutralize you, he can minimize your influence and your godly impact. David had complete confidence in the Lord. And so can we. The Lord is never too busy for you. A God who is infinite, infinite, can give all of himself to each of his children. He does not distribute himself that each may have a part. But to each child he gives all of himself fully as if there were no others. You too this morning are challenged to give yourself fully to Him. If you do not know Him this morning, won't you give yourself fully to Him?
and he will totally rearrange and transform your life. If you are drifting from him this morning and have grown cold toward the Lord, won't you yield your all in total surrender to him today? Give yourself fully to him. Let your hopes, not your hurts, shape your future. Amen.